You're listening to episode 164 of the Fitz Pro podcast. In today's episode, I presume will be decently popular amongst coaches and trainees alike because I am breaking down my thoughts, but mostly my audience experience within the world of CrossFit. The CrossFit Games just finished like a week and a half ago, and so I thought this would be a really great time to share some market research that I did a while back from hundreds hundreds of people. So um, it is just an opinion episode, if you will, if you were to, you know, separate this into a category of some kind. It is opinion. Um, But I think it's an interesting conversation. I don't hate CrossFit. I think that any, any modality of exercise should be up for conversation within the health and fitness world. So let's do it. Without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average FitzPro. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a FitzPro. Before we do get started, if you are here for the business side of things, if you are a coach in the online space, particularly, so if you're an entrepreneur in the online space of health and fitness, I have a free workshop for you. It's called Your Biz, Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. The link is always in the show notes, but you can also go to anniemiller.co slash workshop dash register to join that. And while you're on the site, if you want to creep any other free resources that I have for you, just go to anniemiller.co slash resource. And that goes for trainees, trainers, and entrepreneurs. I would also like to thank Legion Athletics. They're the only supplements that I personally use. I didn't use supplements for years until we got back from world travels and I was looking at implementing supplements, protein, creatine back into my normal dietary regimen. And I love Legion. So they are the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. If you're in the market for adding in supplements, things that I mentioned like protein or creatine or even vitamins, um, I highly recommend Legion. Whether you are using them to make your life easier, to optimize recovery on top of what you're already doing from a dietary intake standpoint, remember that supplements should be in addition to whatever you are already consuming through real whole food. Legion are my people beyond the supplements themselves being good, tasting good, being effective. I love that they're scientifically backed. They don't just claim that, they actually are. So you, they have 100% formula transparency, which means that on the site, when you go to view a product, you can actually click and see all of the scientific literature that backs not only the ingredients, but the dosages that are used, which is so, so, so important when supplement companies are making claims that something that they are selling does X, Y, and Z. And I get it if you are skeptical. So if you are, they do have a 100% money back guarantee as well and free shipping. So definitely worth a try if you are in the market for supplements. Go to buylegion.com, B-U-Y legion.com and use code Annie at checkout to save 20% off your first order or you will get double Legion reward points if you use my code and you are already an existing customer. It is much appreciated. So CrossFit gets a lot of cult-like love and a lot of, frankly, ignorant hate. There's this like very large spectrum of you either absolutely love it, it's your life, it's your everything, 
or it is the devil, it is Satan himself reincarnated. Um, and I just don't think that that's probably where a lot of professionals lie. So that is why I am having this conversation with myself. It's why I brought it up to my audience on Instagram. Um, some of the hate, some of the love, I'm sure is justified. In the light of the recent CrossFit Games, I asked my Instagram audience a few questions. This was during regional qualifiers, I think. And the questions were aimed only at those who have consistently participated in CrossFit for six months or more. So three to five days per week of CrossFit for at least six months. That was the stipulation. You didn't get to comment on it. You didn't get to share your opinion if you had not actually had experience with this modality consistently for a decent period of time. Like I said in the intro, this this episode is not backed by science, okay? In fact, a physical therapist friend of mine um, actually said recently that they came across some decent research that debunks some of the common beliefs about CrossFit specific to injury, volume, or frequency, but I'm still waiting to hear back from her on like the actual data itself. Uh, I can't and wouldn't speak to that until I actually got a chance to read through it and dissect it um, because truly the... There's so much bias in a lot of research, but we always hope that it's not. So the questions that I asked my followers, which is what we're going to focus on today, were what are the positives, the pros, the things that you loved about CrossFit? Again, remember the lens that we're seeing this through is that they've done it for three to five days per week for at least six months. That is what I did personally. And so that is the stipulation that I put out to my audience. What are or were the negative sides of CrossFit? personal experience or them observing it in their box or other boxes. Um, I asked how long they did it. How long did they practice CrossFit as their main medium of fitness? If you stopped, why did you stop? If you still do CrossFit, why would you ever see yourself leaving or stopping or doing something else if you can even imagine that? Like what would be the reason? What would push you to do that? For those who no longer do CrossFit, What do you do now as your main modality of fitness? So I was interested in like where people go when they leave the world of CrossFit. Again, this was strictly just out of curiosity and watching some of the CrossFit regionals. I figured I'd reach out to my audience because I knew that a very large percentage of them either did do CrossFit or had done CrossFit in the past. And I was so amazed and interested by both the volume of responses and the content of those responses that... I had to consolidate that information into a podcast episode. It just seemed right to share it, especially because no one but me got to see all of these responses, right? So nobody else got to see the answers in these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of question boxes. So I thought that a podcast was a great way to consolidate that and share it. As a disclaimer, I do feel that I need to share my background with CrossFit because I do and have undoubtedly had biases over the years. Now I feel much, much, much more neutral about CrossFit, largely due to changes that I have seen within the CrossFit world, right? I have followed it for more than a decade. I participated in it over a decade ago, and a lot has changed in that time. So I did CrossFit for over six months, uh, under one year in my 20s, in my early 20s. I loved it so much. Thought it was way, way too heavy on overhead volume and lower body volume. And also it lacked unilateral work. It lacked lateral work in general. Things that I was learning about in school at the time. So I was in college for exercise and sports science at the time that I was participating in CrossFit. So I was seeing all of these gaps, right? And making very large generalizations. I ended up with a meniscus surgery, (laughs) 
and an undiagnosed shoulder surgery that the doc chalked up to bicep tendonitis. I wouldn't be surprised if it was that, could have been something else. So I stopped and changed uh, lifting modalities back to just standard weightlifting and more traditional conditioning with some some metcons in there. Because again, I think that a huge draw of CrossFit is that it is fun. It's fast-paced, it's competitive. I think that it's very appealing to past athletes, which was myself, you know, I was shortly out of high school where I was a three-sport athlete. I then, as a professional, jumped on the CrossFit hate train. I would say they use momentum for everything. That's not a real pull-up, lack of regulation. Anyone can be a coach, right? All of the things that we've heard, I was like full on hatred for CrossFit. Um, I interned at a physical therapy clinic as well as a performance coach for six months at the tail end of my college career and past graduating college. I was actually offered a full-time position at this physical therapy clinic, um, the owner and the PTs used to say, quote, as long as CrossFit exists, we'll stay in business. And I am sure that they are not the only PT clinic that made that claim or that still makes that claim. Um, They weren't wrong. A massive percentage of clientele that came into this clinic, they were a sports-based clinic, came from CrossFit, like directly from CrossFit. Mostly knee, lower back, and shoulder injuries. Lots of pec tears, That is the side that I was introduced to next. Thus, my disapproval of CrossFit just continued because that's how I saw it. Even with that, who doesn't love watching the CrossFit games? I watch them every year. And even in the years that I had just a heavy disdain for it, I still watched it. It's fun. It's competitive right? Like who doesn't love watching people push themselves at things? So stick around till the end of this episode for my current stance and view on CrossFit. I told you I was in the middle, but I'm going to be very specific as to why I am in the middle and what that looks like. So now let's break down your data, your data, assuming that you also follow me on Instagram. If you don't, go to Instagram, check me out. We're literally just going to go over each one of those questions. So what are the positive pros, things that you loved about CrossFit? Again, this is consolidated from hundreds of answers. It was the intensity, the unknown challenges mixed with the fact that the workouts were mindless. You just show up and do what's on the board. There was also a randomness or variety, so you never felt bored. It was strength. It was aerobic skills. They were all involved, so people felt like they didn't have to do like strength work outside of CrossFit or aerobic work outside of CrossFit. They felt like they were getting every bit of fitness in one place. Community was another thing that came up, especially centered around weights. So it wasn't just having a community, but it was a community of people who valued the same things that you did, which in my mind, like that is an essential for having a community. The last one, and this came up a lot, which is something I already kind of mentioned, was a lot of ex-athletes mentioned feeling like an athlete again. That was a huge draw from a team and community perspective, as well as an intensity perspective. They really felt like they had to like tune into that inner athlete to get through some of these workouts, the mental piece and the physical piece. So those were all the positives that kind of came through and that I condensed from your answers. And I agree with, with all of those things. I think that A lot of the things people complain about in standard weightlifting, being bored, lacking intensity, things of that sort are mitigated in CrossFit. And I think the fun and the community piece are the icing on the cake. 
Now let's talk about what the negative sides of CrossFit were. And again, this was from personal experience or observation. So on the flip side, it was too much variation. There wasn't enough consistency on the same skills to feel like people were really progressing with something. Um, They felt like they were always being like thrown something new to do, which again was a positive, but there was also the flip side of that being a negative thing. Another negative was overstressed, under-recovered, lack of variance in intensity, so too high intensity all the time. It was way too easy to overdo it in that competitive culture. And I had a little asterisk underneath that, that there was, this came up a lot. There was a pressure to push hard or push through something when it wasn't the wisest decision. And I don't know specifically if that was an internalized pressure, which I'm sure some of that was, especially if people are competitive, or if it was a pressure actually imposed by the coaches. I think that's completely dependent on the situation, but I can absolutely see a generalized pressure to push and push and push maybe when it is not the wisest decision. Again, that could be internalized. That could be from an external um, place like a coach. Regardless, it came up a lot, so it's here in the uh, episode. Another thing was joints always being hurt, injuries, fatigue. Um, The word cult was mentioned a concerning amount of times in this data, that it felt like a cult. Bad coaches with big egos came up a lot, which I think kind of goes back to that like pressure of pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, I think that also goes back to maybe the lack of accreditation needed to become a coach potentially. A lot goes into that. And um, unfortunately, just like personal trainers, a bad coach, a bad trainer can ruin an experience of a specific exercise modality for trainees. Again, that's not specific to CrossFit. We will talk later why it's so easy to hate on CrossFit. A lack of foundational training and progressing, so progressing too quickly through something, uh, that also goes back to that lack of consistency of the same skill being worked on. And then the last thing was coach to athlete ratio. So those last three or four kind of go together, the pressure to push hard, bad coaches with big egos, uh, coach to athlete ratio not being appropriate, lack of foundational training. All, all of that came up in several different ways through the market research. So injuries, too much variation, too high intensity, that wraps that up. And then how long have you done it for? And the average answer was five years. Over 100 answers were five years. So this is not... That, that should put into perspective for you that like the people that are answering these questions didn't just dabble in it for a week or two, a month or two, or even six months. This is not data from people who halfway gave CrossFit a go. These are people who trained via CrossFit for half a decade. And the answers ranged from one year to 12 years. Average being somewhere in five years of, again, over 100 answers. So... Um, That is who's answering these questions for perspective. The next question was if you stopped, why? And that was lack of balance in programming. They wanted to try something different. Um, Needing less intensity came up a lot. Like they just needed a lower overall intensity. And to me, that comes down to programming, right? Like CrossFit could be programmed in an effective way, I believe, where there is variance 
in intensity. Another thing that came up was injuries, lots of specified injuries. So knees, shoulders, and back injuries came up a lot in these answers. Exhausted all the time, felt run down, felt worn out. That goes back to that needing less intensity. Uh, Finances, it was very expensive. So a lot of people quit due to finances. Needing to adjust hormones and required lower chronic stress. Again, that goes back to that high intensity all the time, or people moved away. So it was a locational demographic change where they just no longer could go to the gym that they preferred to go to. And that is why most people stopped. So to me, most of that comes down to programming. Like we could condense all of that besides the finances and moving away into programming issues. Poor programming poor intensity regulation. That's really why people stopped, which leads to injuries, being run down, being chronically fatigued, right? That was the common thread that I personally pulled out from that. The next question was, if you still do CrossFit, why would you ever see yourself leaving or doing something else if you can imagine that? And people said a structured lifting program. So they would just leave to do a structured lifting program, not CrossFit. Um, Money would be a reason they would leave. Finances again. They would leave to do maybe specific Olympic weightlifting only or a bodybuilding style of training. So essentially they would leave CrossFit to pursue a specific type of training, a different training modality. And then CrossFit toned down, um, other things prioritized or sprinkled in, and then moving money or injury came up. Those were kind of the other three main things besides, you know, I would leave to do some other kind of training or if I moved finances or I got injured. Um, For those who no longer do CrossFit, what do you do now as your main modality of fitness? Again, these are people who did CrossFit for half a decade, right? One year to 12 years. So they did this consistently for that amount of time and then they left. What are they doing now? Mostly um, lifting, bodybuilding, or squat, hinge, push, pull, carry style, regular strength training, powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, kettlebell training. Lots of people specifically did mention Built by Annie program as well, which I thought was funny, as well as Marcus Philly's functional bodybuilding program. So a lot of people leave CrossFit, it seems. Again, this is just from my own personal market research, to do something that is more specific that they can progress at, that they can measure their progression of, that likely has more variance from lift to lift in the intensity. That is kind of the common theme that I saw as far as like why someone did leave, why someone would leave, the negative pieces, and then what people end up doing. It really does come down to programming. I find that many women come to Built by Annie looking for weights. They love weights, but a managed volume and intensity and consistency with working on certain skills. CrossFit is fun, right? Capital F-U-N, fun. CrossFit is fun. That's where I think they win the most because when something is fun, people are going to continue doing it. People truly enjoy doing CrossFit. Even I still love a Metcon now and again, but I don't think that the way that most gyms program is progressive or sustainable. And that brings us to my current conclusion is now seen through the much wider lens of the fitness industry as a whole now that I've been in it for 10 plus years. I think CrossFit is 
easy to put under a microscope. It's a nicely packaged and publicized modality of fitness that we can judge, that we can judge really, really hard, right? I do believe the largest downsides in most boxes, CrossFit gyms, whatever the heck they're called now, is that they lack the use of tempo and controlled movement, especially under fatigue. They lack a management of volume and intensity, which clearly came up. They lack uh, a coach's eye on clients in order to monitor form. Again, this is very generalized. So some gyms may do this extremely well, but I don't think it's the majority. And a massive lack, excuse me, of balance within programming or modifications if someone misses a class or wad. That is something that came up a lot in the market research as well, is that someone felt like if they couldn't make a class or couldn't make a workout of the day, that then they missed whatever that scheduled programming was, and that that may have left a gap in their in their progress in their programming. The experience someone has with programming, coaches, and results will absolutely depend on the gym that they are a part of. And I want to make that so clear. Some gyms are, I'm sure, nailing the programming, smaller class sizes, and offering modifications for injuries, twinges, things of that sort. Most, the majority are probably not. Because like personal training, I want to make that clear, the standards are low. CrossFit is not special. It's not different than personal training and the issues that we see there. It's a weekend cert and you're in, which is the same thing for a lot of personal training degrees, or uh, not degrees, but certifications. It's just that, again, CrossFit is packaged in such a way that it's very easy to judge and put under a microscope. And that's what I want to make very clear is that I am drawing a big fat parallel to the personal and group fitness industry here when I talk about CrossFit. Low standards, low education, low internship requirement or no internship requirement, and shitty practices by coaches all over the place in a private or globo gym setting, in a CrossFit setting. The cons are not restricted to CrossFit, but as I mentioned, CrossFit has just been packaged itself in such a way that it makes it easy to judge. You might disagree with the practices or movements used in CrossFit, which is fine, like the specific actual movements. Just be sure to look to your right and your left if you are a trainer before staying on your high horse because people in the same profession as you with the same cert in the same title, are likely having clients do push-ups and squats on a fucking BOSU ball. Okay? What's different, you know? What's different about that? Um, there's, there's crappy practices all over the fitness industry. Fact is, most people enter fitness through one door, as in most trainees enter fitness through one door, and will continue through another as they learn or as life demands change. Hopefully... The entire industry is pushing to improve standards as time goes on, whether that be in CrossFit, whether that be in group fitness, whether that be in personal training or the online space. Very little in the world of health and fitness is inherently bad. And CrossFit, I don't think, is any different. So within your own own community, your own audience that you have built, your own client pool, be sure that you are welcoming people in from wherever they came from. Whether that be CrossFit, whether that be Orange Theory, whether that be 
um, a fitness boutique, whether that be, you know, college or high school athletics. That is my current stance. I do think that improvements have been made in CrossFit. I think a lot more education has happened. I think that there are gyms that are using tempo um, that are you know, having strength specific workouts and conditioning specific workouts and not just throwing together any asshole can do it workouts. Hopefully uh, that is what I have seen anyway. And I hope that that continues to happen. Uh, again, this is just a, an opinion episode. So take it for what it's worth. Take it with a grain of salt, take what makes sense to you, leave the rest. If this episode was helpful for you, uh, if you enjoy listening, please leave the show five stars and a written review wherever you do listen and make sure to get up on my mailing list. You have Annie's Weekly Wisdom and Annie's Daily Dose. You can check those out at anniemiller.co slash news. Until next time, I'm Annie Miller and thank you so much for tuning into the Fitz Pro Podcast. Podcast.